And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Minute Maid Park in Houston, the Marlins and the Astros played game two of their three-game weekend series. The young left-hander Braxton Garrett went opposite of the southpaw Framber Valdez, who's been so darn good for the Astros this season. With a win, the Marlins would lock up a series victory and start 2-2, two and two, or 2-4-2, two two, on what we presume is going to be a very and extremely difficult road trip just when you take a look at the competition in which they're facing. However, so far, the Marlins have passed these two first tests with flying colors. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, a second consecutive wild day of baseball for the Marlins in Houston and a second consecutive victory for the Marlins in Houston. The final on this Saturday afternoon into evening, Miami 5 and Houston won. This was uh, a strange day on so many levels for the Marlins. They didn't put their starting lineup out until very late, only about 30 minutes or so before the start of the ball game. Marlins had to put Garrett Cooper on the injured list for undisclosed reasons pregame today. And with a couple of prominent lefty hitters not in the lineup against Framber Valdez, and with already both Joey Wendell and Brian Anderson on the injured list, a very different look to the Marlins lineup against a hot starter in Valdez. You had the youngster Braxton Garrett making the start for Miami just up in AAA last weekend. And after winning a very exciting game 7-4 last night, it was a very different look to this Marlins team heading into the middle game of this series here today. But nonetheless, they got the job done and they jumped on Valdez early in the second inning it was a strange inning. An infield hit by Jesus Aguilar got things started. Miguel Rojas grounded to second, advancing Aggie to second base. Nick Fortes then reached on an error by the shortstop, Jeremy Pena. That put men at the corners with one down. When Williams asked Udillo drew a walk, the bases were loaded. Framber Valdez having a tough time finding the strike zone facing Brian De La Cruz. The 3-1 pitch is low ball four. Valdez has walked in a run. And the Marlins take a one nothing lead here in the second inning. You score runs however you can get them, especially against Framber Valdez. So. so the Marlins were off and running, but they weren't done. Bases loaded, still one out for number nine man in the batting order. Today making just his fourth start as a Marlin, Luke Williams. On one, two, hot smash to short. Off the glove of Pena into left field. In to score Fortes. They'll hold Astudio, and it's 2 nothing Marlins. And the bases remained loaded as we rolled back around to the top of the batting order. John Birdie. But now John Birdie back to the top of the order. Birdie who struck out his first time. Leading off for the Marlins here today. Jazz a day off. And Birdie a high chopper over the mound. Valdez has it. Throws to first. And Birdie is out. But in from third base Astudio. And it's 3-0. Avi Garcia would strike out ending the second inning. But Miami sent eight men to the plate. And scored three runs, one earned, two unearned because of the error at shortstop by Pena. Three runs on two hits. There was an error. There were two walks in the inning. There was a stolen base. A lot happened. And the Marlins had a 3-0 lead. Braxton Garrett able to hang some zeros early on in this ball game. Couple of strikeouts in a scoreless first inning. Ring up his third K in a scoreless second. Pitching around one at double by Kyle Tucker. And it stayed a 3-0 Marlins lead into the third inning. When Jorge Soler was hit by a pitch from Fomber Valdez, he would go to third base on an Aguilar double. Jesus Aguilar two for four for the second straight game in this series. And Miami at second and third with nobody out for Miguel Rojas. 
two-strike pitch to Rojas. Ground ball into the hole. It's short. Pena has it. Goes to third base. They've got Aguilar hung up. A run's going to score. Aggie is out. And Miguel Rojas beyond at first base. will be a fielder's choice and a run batted in. 4 nothing Miami. So a productive out gives the Marlins a four-run cushion in this game. In the bottom of the third, a leadoff hit by Martin Maldonado was a race when he tried to stretch it into a double. And Nick Williams gunned him down at third base to produce the first out in the inning. Jose Altuve then struck out. Michael Brantley grounded to first base, and we went to the fourth. Marlins in front, 4-0. In the bottom of the fourth, another scoreless inning for Braxton Garrett, who got a couple of ground ball outs to get things started. A lot of hit to Yuli Gurriel, but then Kyle Tucker bounced to first, and we headed to the fifth. Miami on top, 4-0. Finally, the Astros would break through against Garrett in that fifth inning. Jeremy Pena reached the lead off on a ground ball misplayed at third base by John Birdie and E5 with Mauricio Dubon at the plate. Pena stole second. Dubon then grounded out to third base for the first out. It was a slow ground ball that Birdie had to charge. Pena really should have read that and gotten to third with one out, but he didn't. He stayed at second. So man at second went out. Martin Maldonado struck out for the second out in the inning. Then it was back to the top of the order and pitching with a 4-0 lead. Braxton Garrett went after Jose Altuve. Pitch to Altuve is driven in the air to center field. De La Cruz going back, Williams back, and they'll have to play that one off the wall. Extra bases for Altuve. Pena is going to come around to score. It's a double for Jose Altuve. Finally, in his eighth at bat, his first hit of the weekend, and Houston's on the scoreboard at 4-1. to one. But Michael Brantley would ground out, ending that fifth inning, just the one unearned run against Garrett, and it was 4-1 Miami as we went to the sixth inning. The top of the sixth would be the end of the line for Framber Valdez, the Astros' starter today. Valdez, who had been 5-0 with a 1.96 ERA in his last five starts today, allowed four runs, two earned in six innings of work, gave up four hits, he walked three, hit a batter, struck out six, done after 97 pitches, 64 strikes. Braxton Garrett pitched into the bottom of the sixth with a 4-1 lead, allowed a leadoff double to Alex Bregman. He then walked Jordan Alvarez, so the Astros got the tying man to the plate with nobody out in the sixth inning, but Yuli Gurriel popped up to the catcher out in front of the plate for the first out. Kyle Tucker then hit a ground ball to first for the second out. The runners moved up. Bregman to third base, Alvarez to second with two outs and the right-handed batter Jeremy Pena coming up. Garrett's afternoon was over. Dylan Floro came out of the pen looking to put out the fire. Here's the kick in the 2-2, and it's over the outside corner. Called strike three. Frozen pizza. Yes, sir, Glenn. I love it. Everybody loved it. Dylan Floro faces one batter in this game, gets a huge out in the sixth. It remained a 4-1 Marlins lead. At that point, we could close the book on Braxton Garrett. Garrett in his second big league start of the year goes five and two-thirds innings, gave up six hits and a single unearned run. He walked one, struck out five, 83 pitches, 59 strikes. Then it was up to the Marlins' bullpen, Floro got out of the sixth inning. Anthony Bass in the seventh, immediately in trouble. Mauricio Dubon a double. Martin Maldonado walked. And when Jose Altuve reached on a misplayed ground ball by Williams Astrodio at second base, the bases were loaded for the Astros with nobody out. They were down 4-1 to one in the seventh inning. This ballpark really came alive at that point, but Bass was able to somehow get out of the mess. He struck out Michael Brantley for the first out, and then 
He got a low-line drive back to the mound off the bat of Alex Bregman. There was confusion among the umpires whether the ball was caught out of the air or it was fielded on a bounce. Bass knew he caught it out of the air. He threw to first base. He doubled Altuve off, and after the umpires got together, they agreed, and the inning was over. What an escape by Bass. Up by three, bases loaded, nobody out. You had Brantley and Bregman coming up. You had Alvarez to follow, but he escapes. Brantley strikes out. Bregman lines into the inning-ending double play. It stayed 4-1 into the eighth. Steven Oker got the bottom of the eighth. Sit down the side, one, two, three, struck out Jordan Alvarez. You got Yuli Gurriel to foul the first. And then he faced Kyle Tucker, who homered against him last night. Today, though, he grounds to first base. And we went to the ninth. Miami up four to one. Rafael Montero was on in his second inning in relief in the top of the ninth. Marlins trying to add on against him. The first two men went down. Jazz Chisholm would come on defensively the previous half inning, struck out. Brian De La Cruz grounded to shortstop. But Luke Williams then with a... Single to center, he stole second base, and that stolen base would prove rather large. Man at second, two down, back to the top of the order in John Birdie. 3-2 pitch, ground ball by the first baseman down the right field line. A big hit for Birdie. Williams around third. He's going to score to make it 5-1 in the ninth. So Birdie a big hit after Williams hitting a big stolen base, and the Marlins had a four-run cushion into the last of the ninth. No saving it. Lewis Head came out of the bullpen, quickly got the first two outs. Jeremy Pena on one pitch, a fly ball to left. Mauricio Dubon then a fly ball to center for the second out. But the Astros would not go down without a fight. Martin Maldonado doubled down the right field line. Maldonado was single and a double, two for three today, four for seven, two doubles in this series. And it was back to the top of the order with the Marlins clinging to a 5-1 lead, a man on, two down. It was a long at bat. Lewis Head trying to end this ball game facing Jose Altuve. The 3 2 2 out pitch, and it's taken for strike three called. Head catches Altuve looking, and the Marlins win in Houston again. They've won back to back games to start this series, five straight overall. Our final score on this Saturday afternoon Miami 5, and the Astros 1. It wasn't easy. It was fun, though. Altuve taking strike three to end the game with a runner at second base. That left the Astros one for 13 in this game with men in scoring position. They stranded a total of nine base runners, six of them in scoring position, two of them at third base. If you add today's numbers to last night's numbers for the Astros, you want to talk about having opportunities and failing to cash in. The Astros in the first two games of this series have gone 3-for-29 with men in scoring position. They've left 20 men on, 14 in scoring position, including 6 at third base. Last night, a 7-4 Marlins win. Today, 5-1 the final. As the Marlins clinch this series win, it's their 7th series victory of the season, just their second against a team with a winning record. For the Marlins today, 5 runs, 6 hits, 2 errors, 6 runners left. For Houston, a run, 8 hits, 1 error. They left 9 Braxton Garrett, the winning pitcher, he's 1-1 one one on the season. It's his third major league win. Beat the Phillies in 2020, beat the Padres last year. He's beaten this very dangerous Astros lineup in this hard ballpark in which to pitch here today. So Garrett, the winner, 1-1. One one. He beat Fromber Valdez, who falls to 6-3. Time of the ball game was 3 hours, 12 minutes. The Marlins with the victory have now won 5 straight and 7 of 9. They improved to 27-30 and 30 on the season. Now 12-16 and 16 on the road. 
As for the Astros, they're 1-4 in this homestand against Seattle and Miami. Lost 2-3 to the Mariners. They've dropped the first two here with the Marlins. They fall to 36-23. and 23. They continue comfortably atop the American League West, but they fall to 16-9 and nine here at Minute Maid Park. All right, that uh, was a really nice win for Miami. They skated in and out of trouble on multiple occasions, but they survive. Before we hear from Don Mattingly and Anthony Bass, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after his ball club's win over the Astros to lock up a series victory yesterday afternoon in Houston. Don, you say starting pitching sets the tone. Mm-hmm. What you see there from Garrett today? Great performance. No, really good. Um, you know, just showing that you know his mix is good enough. He, you know, he's a he's a guy that's able to add and subtract. Uh, a couple different breaking balls can make the fastball do a couple things. So it's like. He's getting ahead and counts and and getting the ball to where he wants to. He, he's he's got some weapons. Does it also impress you just this type of game? I mean, there's pressure the entire game. But Ashers is impressed you the way that he was able to handle that as well. No, Brack's a competitive kid. I don't you don't worry about him really being being that guy. He's always kind of going forward. Um, I just think we're seeing a kid that's just maturing and getting more innings under his belt. I bet if we looked at his number of minor leagues innings, it's really low. COVID pushed him to the big leagues and got everything going. Uh, and he's just, you know, I think he's just getting to that point where he's understanding how to use his weapons and and just able to handle this better. Another hard-fought hard game against Astros. How did you describe just the emotions of these type of games against good clubs like this? Uh, you know, good. I mean, it's obviously in the, the not even to the midway point of your season, so you don't you put too much into it other than, you know, for us, it's just trying to grind out games. Um, and, you know, it's really been a battle. We get in late. We play a long game. Yesterday, we don't – we got to turn it over early uh, for today. We play a whole different lineup. We play a lot of guys that don't haven't been playing at all that much. Uh, you know, and they got us – we got some runs early on, the, on one of their guys. So, uh it's a good win for us from that standpoint that we were able to get some guys off their feet. Uh, guys stepped up, and, and our pitching was pretty good. And a different type of win last night. Obviously, the home runs got it done, but today just manufacturing runs. Just, I guess, how important is it to be able to know how to win both ways? Yeah, I think we, you know, it seems like it's been the theme lately of us being able to score in some different ways other than a home run. And you know, We steal some bags. Even the extra run late was a big run. Since you always want more runs with this club over there, you always respect what they can do. And this ballpark, uh, you know, plays really small, um, so it's it's a dangerous park, right? You know, runs can go up quick. Your thoughts as you watch Anthony Bass working and out of trouble there in a pivotal seven? My thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> as you watch it unfold? Oh, just relax. This could be. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, obviously Anthony's you know a guy that we had down yesterday. He's throwing the ball better pretty much than anybody uh, we've had over the course of the whole season. Uh, felt like it was a good pocket for him. Uh, obviously, it didn't start off very well, but being able to get out of that was obviously huge. You talked about the ballpark playing small, but four of their big hits all hitting that wall in left center and staying in the park and getting a playoff that with Acevedo and I think it was the third there. Be able to again, big uh, small ballpark, but. Yeah, I, got, I thought I thought Williams played the wall really well today. Uh, it's it's not an easy wall out there at all to play and how you get there, but he made a couple of really nice plays, good decisions. Uh, like you said, we got the out early in there uh, on the on the call at second. 
but yeah, so they, he played the wall really nice. Yeah, and then, yeah, Astadio making wild athletic plays there at second. Like, seeing that from him. What was that word you used? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that guy, the guys get the tag on Maldonado. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, you know, Asti's always always fun because you're going to get all of his effort, and that, that's the thing. Uh, you know what he, you know what he does. He plays kind of all over. You're going to get max effort. Uh, yeah, he's fun to watch. And then Floro getting the strikeout in the sixth when he comes on with guys on second, third. Obviously, hasn't been used as much in some of the layering, but the innings he does come in, and the situation comes in, he's been getting the results. Yeah, I think Flo really was a guy that we've seen early on is just behind. You know, he got to spring training, got hurt early. You know, then nobody wants to be in, you know, doing rehab games. He's, you know, pushing to get him here, but he's now just starting to kind of get where he's being precise with his stuff. Uh, he's definitely a guy that I trust because I know he handles the situation. This guy's pitching World Series. He's pitching the back end for us. He saved like 15 games or something last year, uh, and, he, and he doesn't, you know, shy away from it. So this guy's going to make pitches, keep making pitches, and I think that's what we're seeing as much lately as anything is this guy's executing and early on it looked like he was just trying to get his stuff back and, and catch up with the rest of the guys but now he's at a point where he's just trying to make pitches what's the next step in, in Garrett's evolution of as a pitcher consistency I mean his first two outings have been really good you haven't seen a lot of hard contact it's, he's had guy teams off balance um, and now you got to gain consistency in this league's league's tough. They'll, they'll keep making changes on you. Uh, you're going to have to make adjustments, um, but being consistent is the key. That was Donnie after the Marlins win over the Astros yesterday, and as we wrap things up, let's hear from Anthony Bass, who pulled off quite the uh, magic act and uh, trick in the seventh inning, loaded the bases with nobody out, and he didn't allow a single thing. Okay, Glenn, thank you. Downstairs with Anthony Bass. It's another big win for you guys, Anthony, but if we circle back to the bottom of the seventh inning, they're loaded with nobody out. And the first guy you get is Brantley and then Bregman. What What is your train of thought there, though? I mean, you've got three runs to play with. Are you thinking, I need to strike out in a double play and I'm not allowing anything here? My thought process was, man, I put myself in a tough spot. First and foremost, i got to face Brantley and then uh, Bregman there. So I knew um, I needed to slow things down in my head. I needed to just focus on making one pitch at a time. And actually what really helped me was uh, my mind went back to when Daniel Hudson finished the World Series against the Astros and he faced Brantley to close the game out. And he finished, finished him with a slider back foot. So when I got ahead of Brantley, I was like, this is the perfect time to u- utilize a back foot slider. And I got him to swing over top of that. And then when Brantley came, or when Bregman came up, I had a good game plan, you know, hard in and then try to get him to chase the slider off the plate executed my pitch and you know was able to get out of that well we talked before we hit the road here 10 games against maybe three of the best teams in baseball and you guys are two for two so far is there a different energy right now how would you kind of assess the state of where you guys are at we're playing pretty carefree right now honestly um no one's talking about you know winning five in a row it's honestly just come to the field get ready to win that day uh don't put any more pressure on ourselves um, so I think that's super contagious at this level um, when you're playing relaxed. What's allowed you to be so successful this year? I mean, you're having one of the best years of your career, and you've been good for a really long time in this league. I think the location of my pitches this season is better than last year. It's not like I'm throwing harder this year or any, I'm throwing a new pitch. It's the location of my pitches is what allow, has allowed me to be successful, um, kind of moving the ball all around the strike zone, up, down, in, and out. 
and uh, and when I do miss over the middle plate, it's usually when I get the hits. Um, so I know when I'm out there, uh, when those hits happen, or if I walk guys and get back in the strike zone, and I think that's what's really helped me this year. Hell of a job today. Congrats on the win. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Kyle. Geff? That was Anthony Bass after the Marlins win over the Astros. Miami now 27-30. and 30. The Astros fall back to 36-23. and 23. Game three of this series comes your way at 2-10 this afternoon, Miami time, Eastern time, when Justin Verlander goes opposite of the right-hander Edward Cabrera, who's been sensational in his first two big league starts of the season. He's collected his first two big league wins. 210 first pitch, 140 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.